In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. In our Gospel lesson this morning, we read from what's called John's Prologue. It's also referred to as the last Gospel, and as I mentioned yesterday, in some places it's read at the close of every Mass. And in it we are intended to reflect on the deep mystery that is at the heart of our faith, which is just how it is that God became man. Jesus is the Word who was with God in the very beginning, and through whom God created all things. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. God took to himself the entirety of our human nature. It has been said, though I don't remember who, so I can't give proper credit, but it has been said that God used humanity for his own iconic purposes, meaning that in Jesus we see the fullness of who God is so that we might know the fullness of who we are intended to become. And this is the overarching point that the author of the epistle to the Hebrews is trying to make, that in Jesus we see the ultimate means of the revelation of God. The thing is, uh, language inevitably, inevitably fails us here, but Hebrews still tries to get at it, that Jesus is the, quote, brightness of his glory, the express image of his person, sort of likening the rays of light to the source of light itself. And what the author of Hebrews will do throughout this epistle is go through all of these means of God's revelation at sundry times, meaning at various times in the past. And he will show how Jesus is far greater and above all of these other means of revelation. So beginning here in chapter 1 with the angels, he'll continue on to compare Jesus to Moses, the priest, the temple, the sacrificial system, and really the entirety of the Old Covenant. And, to reiterate, he will demonstrate that in these last days God has spoken to us by his Son, who is the full and final word of God above all else. But then going back to our prologue, we're struck with this dreadful twinge of sadness. This always gets me. That in spite of the reality of who Jesus is, Jesus was nonetheless rejected. Jesus was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. And this is why, back to Hebrews, we see this somewhat disconcerting series of warnings dispersed throughout the entirety of the letter. If the punishment, the author makes, if the punishment was so great for those who rejected these former, inferior means of God's revelation, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation that is found in the Son? So with all of this, we see that the Christmas message, the Christmas exhortation, is the same that it always is. God has been faithful to us, chiefly so in the appearance of Jesus. So we need to remain faithful to Jesus, no matter what happens, no matter what the circumstances might be. So may we, therefore, as Hebrews closes, lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with confidence the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, 
and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.